Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Friday, August 30th at 2 p.m. in London. Financial markets are currently focused on two debates. First, how weak or not is the outlook for global growth? And second, what, if anything, can central banks do about it? On both questions, our view at Morgan Stanley is cautious, one reason we're advising a defensive asset allocation and are underweight global stocks. On growth, our economists have just made another downgrade to their estimates and see global GDP averaging just 2.7% over the next four quarters, just two-tenths of a percent above their threshold for a global recession. But I want to focus today on the second question. How much can central banks do to boost markets in the face of that growth slowdown? And importantly, what are the negative effects, intended or not, that these actions could have? September is set to be a month of central bank activity. The market expects the European Central Bank to reduce interest rates by one-tenth of one percent when they meet on September 12th, and for the Federal Reserve to reduce rates by one-quarter of a percent when they meet a week later on September 18th. Lower interest rates, which have pushed bond yields down, have been widely cited as a supportive factor for stock markets, making stocks look cheaper by comparison to richer bonds. But we are more skeptical. Both of these central bank actions are widely expected, potentially limiting their ability to have an additional positive impact. And the magnitudes involved are modest. Are companies and consumers in Europe really going to change their behavior for a tenth of 1% change in the interest rate? As we've discussed a number of times in this podcast, the reason central banks are doing these things is also very important. Historically, when central banks have lowered rates when growth is slowing and the economy is near full employment, like it is today, the negative effect of weaker growth has usually mattered more for stocks than the positives of lower rates. The inverted yield curve, which implies a weaker economy in the future, is also sending a similar cautious signal. But I want to conclude with another point. Actions by central banks is often portrayed as a free lunch. We disagree. Rate cuts can have a negative impact on confidence as consumers start to worry exactly why their central bank feels it's necessary to take action. In the most recent University of Michigan survey of consumer confidence, many cited the Fed's decision to cut rates in July as something that made them more concerned about the economy going forward. Low interest rates, especially negative interest rates, also weaken the banking system that's critical for lending to the broader economy. As European interest rates have fallen to all-time lows, so too have the share prices of European banks, hardly a sign of health or confidence. Central bank action is set to come thick and fast as we move into September. We think investors are best served by remaining defensive, focused on why central banks are finding it necessary to take steps and on the limits that such actions may have. Thanks for listening and tune in every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for more Thoughts in the Market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.